Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. It doesn't. Outdoor Weekend, Woods and Water Show, with our friends from the QDMA. I'll have you guys introduce yourselves when you're ready there. You, you can go first, I guess, since you're... Uh, Elliot Hubbard, uh, Thumb Branch at QDMA. Awesome. Wayne Sturzer, uh, board member of Blue Water Branch QDMA. Awesome, guys. So thanks for joining us today. I, I You know, it's always one of those questions. We've had someone on from QDMA uh, on the podcast a couple months ago, and um, a lot of... It was actually a very good conversation because I think people get a little bit confused about what QDMA does. So I guess let's run through that first, you know, because the biggest thing I asked originally was the question of, uh, does this mean I'm only allowed to ever shoot big bucks? And the guy's like, no. And then you guys have a program and it's like a certain way. So I'll let you guys, you know, do your talk about it and do your thing. Oh, the big thing with QDMA is it's about protecting the yearling bucks. It's about, you know, bettering the deer herd for for generations to come you know we're talking antlerless harvest and increasing antlerless harvest protecting the yearling bucks Uh, but as far as everybody's goal with qdma it's not the same there's no set guidelines where you know you can only kill a four and a half year old or you can only kill a three and a half year old Uh, i'll give you an example our co-op that we have you know i make a personal goal four and a half year olds but as as far as the rest of the guys go we got one neighbor that's six point or more on one side. Majority of the guys are uh, eight or bigger. You know, it, it's all de- dependent. It's just you're managing for a better herd, a better buck. Doesn't mean it has to follow the same goals that I have. It's just again protecting the yearling bucks and and taking a couple more does. Yep, yep, makes sense. I think uh, one of the things I asked that question in the last interview, and I said, well, how many does should you take? And the, and he said, that's not possible for me to tell you because you got to manage the herd, you know? Correct. It, yep. So that was interesting because you, you don't think of that stuff, you know? You just think, okay, well, I won't shoot a doe. I mean, I won't shoot a buck, but I'll just shoot does, right? But that doesn't mean you should shoot does. you got to understand what's going on, right? I mean, right. how many deer you have. And it's not just your property. I mean, that's, that's, that's where working with your neighbors is great because it's like, okay, this is what I'm seeing. Just because of what I'm seeing doesn't mean you're seeing the same thing. So 
what's what's good with working with your neighbors is okay we come to a, a common consensus so we need to harvest this many does so now i'm not sitting here going shooting a bunch of does and you're shooting a bunch of does and next thing we know we don't have any deer because we weren't working together although we had the same guidelines or what we were looking for we were working against each other in a way because we were taking more than what we actually needed yeah yeah that makes sense now when you guys look at like um some of the the rules coming through with the DNR and all that is this is this uh is this <laughs> a little touchy subject but is this something where when you when they're talking about uh, I thought I saw I thought I read ten doe tags per farmer or something like uh, almost basically unlimited if you think about it I mean isn't that seem like the, a uh, little bit much the ten doe tags that's in the CWD area and they also knocked down the four point restriction on the second tag so legally in the CWD zone you could shoot two spike horns, and you can get 10 doe tags. Now, I thought, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought the thumb area worked really hard to get the four-point on one side. We're, we're still in the, the process of it. Uh, we have a proposal on the table right now uh, that is a four-point APR. So you're, if you bought a single tag, it'd have a four-point restriction. The combo tag, uh, normal combo tag, is uh, unrestricted, except it has to have a three-inch spike. And oh, okay. a four-point, while under our proposal, both tags would have the four-point restriction on them. Got it. Um, and the reason that is, is under APRs, it's supposed to protect 50% of the yearlings. The DNR is actually who regulates that. So, you know, we've been asked, why not the 3-4 like what the Northwest 13 has? Well, by the DNR standards, we have to protect 50% of the yearlings. And the only way that they feel that in Zone 3 can protect 50% of the yearlings is a 4-4 APR. And that has to do with the habitat, you know. They don't have the nutrition, the agriculture up in the Northwest 12 like we do down here. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, what's I guess what do you guys recommend for people out there that want to do more with QDMA or really learn it? I mean, how do they do that? Like, what would be the steps, the first steps they should take? Uh, there's two ways to go about it. I mean, online, if you go on the QDMA's website, there's a lot of... Uh, places you can go. Uh, they offer like the deer steward uh, courses. Uh, there's a lot of good information on the, the website as far as food plots and stuff like that. But uh, another real great option is getting with the branches. I mean, you take the thumb branch and the blue water branch. We have uh, habitat days. We have uh, habitat programs where if you spent, you know, increase your uh, habitat with tree plantings you know we help with the, with payment on there but you know there's a lot a lot of things that the thumb branch or not the thumb branch but the branches do the branches are like the workhorses so getting with us i mean there's a lot of programs that we have youth programs food plots to habitat to just teaching guys how to hunt what what about the uh there's a lot of states that have a one buck limit has that proven to help in the so, increase of the protection of the herd or no Yes and no. Michigan actually used to be a one-buck state. Right? Yes yes and no. Some states, you know, your bigger buck states, Iowa has two-buck tags. Iowa's three if you're a landowner. Yeah, if you have a landowner. Um, but none of those other states have the amount of hunters that we have. Right. That's where we run into a problem. Right. Um, as you know, Ohio is a one-buck. Indiana's a one-buck. Um, there's quite a few going to that. We uh, actually tried to get that. And we were shot down. The way it is uh, wrote up the laws, you would have to have legislation to get that combo tag knocked back down to a one-buck tag. Okay. And no lawmaker is going to get behind that because of the money right. issues. 
And if, I mean, if you look at a one-buck state, I guess the best state to compare to Michigan is Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania probably has as high of a density as Michigan and close to as many, if not more, deer hunters in the state of Michigan. And under one buck, they were still killing 65 70% of yearling bucks until 2002 when they actually implemented a 3-point APR on top of their one buck. Once that APR was in place, that's when the yearling harvest fell below 50%. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, guys, a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what do you say to the guy like, okay, for me, I uh, worked two jobs to raise my kids and get them through college and stuff like that. I didn't get a whole lot of time to go out in the woods and hunt. And when I did, now you're telling me I could only shoot a four-point or an eight-point better. To be honest, I would have probably shot two or three deer in my whole career, my working career. What do you say to those guys? I feel their pain. I, I work for the railroad. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gone all the time. I remember when I was younger, I could hunt five, six, seven days a week. I'd come, you know, get out of school, fly right out to the farm when I could drive, and, you know, things were great. And now I'm, I'm in that same situation where I used to be able to hunt all the time. I'm lucky if I can get even a half a dozen hunts actually in. So... Under that restriction, yeah, the first year is kind of the rough year, and it is shown in the Northwest 13 was the first year that uh, when it was implemented, buck harvest was actually down. But years two and above, the actual buck harvest went back to the numbers they were pre-APR. Okay. The other thing is, is when you increase that age structure to that two-year-old and above, now you're throwing out a lot more legal bucks to take. So, yeah, that first year, hold off. Just stick with us. You're going to see what it's done. I mean, the Northwest 13 is primarily federal and state land, and you're seeing some of the best deer in the state coming out of Manistee and Lake County, which is Manistee National Forest. You know, so just be patient. Give it a little bit and see what it can actually do. Um, Another aspect of it is in our five counties in in 2016, I got it right here, uh, we had 75,100 available doe tags. Out of those 75,100, 34,366 were bought. So less than half. And out of those 34,000, only 16,875 were actually filled. So under 22%. So what you're saying is basically if you want to put meat on your table, you can do it. Just take a dough. Yeah. Correct. You know, see that. And in, in our area. That, that helps too now with all the disease on the horizon. The numbers in the thumb area are very high. The DNR has come out with that, as you can just tell by that quota. Mm-hmm. that they aren't even close to reaching. If we can knock the herd back down to manageable numbers, it'll play a big part in disease, you know, control. And that's that's our thing. Like, we're willing to work with the DNR and, and see less deer and, and have a lower density. But at the same time, we're looking at having just a slightly older age class. And, that, and that's all that we're looking at is increasing the age class by one year. 50% of the yearlings to age two. That's all we're looking at. Um, can I get back to when you were asking about how to get involved with yep, QDMA? Yep. Uh, if you go online and just read the mission statement of QDMA, there's so much, um, I guess you could say, myths or falsehoods. All we are trying to do, QDMA as an organization, is protect all, if not the majority, of one-and-a-half-year-old bucks to make it to their two-and-a-half-year-old age. That's all. And, like you said, taking the amount of does. It gets confused with trophy management so much at two and a half he's got four on the side if he you know 
spread, it doesn't matter. He's legal. You can still shoot him. It's just those ones, you know, spikes, twos, fours that we're trying to Makes protect. sense. I mean, I think the biggest issue, I think for the most part, I think, I think, I think you have a lot of, I don't really know if it more, I'm trying to get to like the weekend warrior concept. So I don't mm-hmm. know how many, I'm assuming there's more weekend warriors than actual hunters in Michigan. People who go out, you know, that work, they're corporate people, whatever, right? They go to on a weekend and they go, they're shooting anything that comes out. You know what I mean? Like that, I think, right. is one of the bigger issues you find. Someone like myself, I don't, I'm not going to shoot a spike or a button buck at all. You know, I wouldn't, it's not even on my agenda at all. If I saw that, I'd be, oh, that's cool. I'd film or take a picture of it. But that's me. You know, I know he would, right. and none of, no one I know would actually shoot one. Little kids, whatever, I get it. That's going to happen. But um, I just, and not that I'm saying, like, you know, the meat's the meat. I get it. If people are hungry and they got to eat, it's hard. You know, if it's legal, it's legal. But I, I think the weekend worse, and I say this because I feel I've had people tell me this, like, oh, I got this deer, you know, and you see a picture, you're like, okay, man. Like, you do realize, like, it come into any bait pile. It'll come and it'll just sit there. You can shoot and miss. It'll look around. Like, what yeah. happened? It's just a baby. I mean, it's a, like a little puppy, right? It doesn't know. So there's no, it's not like hunting a monster buck that's going to, or not even a monster buck, but just a buck that's a couple years old that knows, you know, right. how Especially to play the Michigan. game. Yeah, well. Right. Uh, so let's speak of that a little bit. I guess you guys, like, what's what's going on for you guys this year personally? Like, what are you tracking? What are you trying to get to? What are you seeing on your lands? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, what's on your agenda here for your deer season? Are you seeing shooters you're looking for now? Um, I actually, uh, thanks to Wayne, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen uh, Austin Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, got in connection with him. I actually uh, got a special young man that's going to be hunting on our farm, and that literally took my entire season out of the equation. I don't care if I shoot a deer. My whole focus right now is getting that kid on a deer, seeing the smile on his face, watching him and his dad have a great hunt together. That's my sole focus. Um, I got a couple bucks on camera, uh, good two-year-olds, good three-year-olds. Uh, I haven't got my four-year-old on camera i've seen him but you know that's again my focus is getting him on that four-year-old I, I that's my season for this year to be honest with you um and then obviously we're still working on the doe harvest just because our our densities are a little higher but that's uh, an ongoing thing that we've been working on for years yeah that's how about yourself uh pretty much the same i do a lot of work with the uh, wheeling team out of north branch disabled hunters um we recently had a young nine-year-old pass away this past summer um, so I'm going to be taking his little brother oh, on, nice. a, on a youth hunt just to get him out. You know, yeah, he's kind of yeah. lost without his brother now. Um, then Austin, Austin comes hunts with me all the time. And if you guys ever get a chance to hunt with the young man, <laughs> you will do nothing but laugh the whole time you're out there with him. He's That's quite awesome. a character. But uh, yeah. I got a few that are decent, but they, they have a green light on anything they want. And yeah. all them guys, uh, the little guy that passed, Charlie Denton, he shot a, a six point the first year. And last year he shot a seven point, but um, Austin he's been waiting for a, a better buck, you know. Yeah, that's good. So we're we're seeing. I think it's good to show restraint too, you know. what I mean, and, and picking and choosing and all that. But you know, uh, I I taken my son out. You know, his first year was a button buck. His second year was a doe, and I mean, those two moments changed his course in life right off the bat. I mean, right. he now he like wants to go every year. I wouldn't say he's like a diehard or anything, but he likes it. He he definitely wants to go. He wants to go with me this year. So, I mean, it's definitely changed. And I told him, and I said, you know, as we go, you know, you, you know, now we don't shoot that. We're going to shoot this or that. So that's I've already kind of established, like, where we're at. It's a progression. If I, if honestly, if it was a food issue for me, it'd be a one thing, but it's not. I can shoot a right. doe anytime. I got the places to go. I know the guys. I've seen lots of does. Not a huge deal as far as getting a deer. 
But so that's why it's not, it, that makes it a little more fun. Then you can yeah. really stretch, you know. So last year, and I didn't talk to you, but last year we were hunting in our spot, and I I woofed on a one, like a one fifty. <laughs> and I will tell people out there who have never shot or seen a, a nice buck like that in Michigan, they are out there. And when you do get that chance, you would say it was totally worth a QDMA t- concept that that buck was even there. You know, and that thing came in, and it it, it, it it honestly took my breath away. Like I couldn't believe what it was I was seeing. You know, because I've never seen a buck like that in the you field. You kind of go, am I am I I've really seeing seen this? The biggest buck I've seen in the field, I would well, in in well by you, I was with Meisner one time, and I saw a nice ten point, which I missed there too. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. It's I got a some continuous theme here. <laughs> this is a bad stats. Um, anyway, Dave, so Dave likes to protect the five year old bucks. I let him go by, by. missing him. I miss him, so at least I said I tried. Just kidding. Right. So, but yeah, they were just, uh, it was an incredible experience, but like, you know, having that experience is one thing. Now we hunt in Ohio. That's, you're actually seeing a lot of that. It's not as exciting because I'm actually seeing, I'm still exciting, but you're seeing right. no 150, yeah. no problem. Well, definitely. They're telling me, you know, I go, I went to an outfitter and they're like, it's 140 or better. I'm like, 140 or better. I'm like, what? I'm like. I spent all this money, and am I really yeah. going to see it? I actually, I didn't spend a lot. It was like a trade deal, but we paid. We still paid about a grand total. But you know, even then, it should have been more. It was more, and but yeah, I agree. So we go, and we're there for a week in the rut in Ohio, oh, in yeah. southern Ohio, and it, there was the pitch of trail cams that you were seeing, one eighties, one nineties. I mean, it was incredible. Like and all at night, though, all at night. You know, right? Like midnight, two a.m., three a.m., four a.m., five a.m., and gone. You know, every day. Every single night on these mineral spots they had out. And uh, I actually ended up seeing, we saw two or three nice bucks during shooting light. Um, but, you know, I was nervous, but not as nervous because I'm like, okay, it's going to be a bit, you know. He, I was like, I, at the time, I wasn't exactly sure if I knew how to score 140. So I'm like, he's like, if it's big, you'll know, <laughs> right? When you, when you don't question it, you'll <laughs> that's know. what he said. He goes, you when you start going you in your mind, is he it. big enough? He ain't a shooter. It was, it was an interesting hunt, to be honest. But you should have seen the neighbor shot a buck there. Um, I actually shot one of the bucks I was hunting that they didn't know he shot it. So I'm sitting in the spot waiting for this deer was in the area, and it was dead already. I was like, dang it. It was a 165, and it was I saw it in person after he had it. It was unbelievable. And then I saw um, another hunter came there, Matt Buspis came there uh, the week before, and he shot a 175. Nice. And it was there because he was leaving it for him to mount. He was going to let him mount it and put it in that outfitter in Ohio. And it was, it was, I mean, I've never held a deer like that. You know what I mean? I picked up the antlers. I was There's like, something. oh my God. I mean, it was, it looked like it was out of a ranch, honestly. It was that massive, you know, mass. But man, you know, I, I real quick, I'll throw this out there. I, I ran to a guy. I had a leak in my basement. And I, a guy came out to work on the, the basement and uh, he was from Ohio, Defiance, Ohio. And his parents have 1,200 acres, something ridiculous, right? Farms and stuff, right? And I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm like, do you guys ever, like, you know, lease any of that? Or, you know, would you have any leases? He goes, oh, no. None of the neighbors, none of us, we we, don't, we have a pack. We lease to nobody. <laughs> but you can come down. I'll invite you to come. That's different but because they can bring people. But they do not lease any of it. And they have 12 miles in defiance Jeez. total with all their partner neighbors, 12 miles. And he showed me the deer he shot every year. There was nothing under 160. I mean, it was it was incredible. And that's you know that's the thing with Ohio. You're talking about nerves. It's uh, it's almost like you, you because you expect to see it. You don't get as worked up. I mean, um, I got a chance to hunt uh, in 2015 uh, Golden Triangle Outfitters. Uh, first buck that I walked when I, as soon as you walked in the lodge, 
was Melissa Bachman's 200 and some odd inch wow. buck that she shot down there. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my word. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to be hunting the farm right yeah. next to where she shot this. And there's an even bigger one out there. And I'm like, to really? them, it's normal, though. Oh, That's the thing. You know, when I'm sitting there it's going, no I'm deal. just flabbergasting. I'm seeing these, you know, 130, 140s, and I'm just flabbergasting. They're like, oh, that's nothing. Don't You don't even – don't pick your bow up for these ones. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then they show you the pictures, and it's yeah. just like – but there was uh, – you know, and I'm sure you could attest to this in Ohio, that was some the most intense rut action I've ever oh, seen. It's, it's just insane. It's amazing. Well, actually, I don't know if you've been to Illinois, but Ryan goes to Illinois every year, and he's showing me all the videos. He's been filming it. And I've never seen anything. I mean, every rattle he does, a buck comes in. Right. Every single Numerous bucks. He just tickles it once. Here they come. And I've never. And he's like, he's like, he would say in the video, watch this. That's it. Puts it down. Here they come. You see a deer, like within five minutes, there's a buck running through. Yep. And I mean, I've, I mean, he, I think he shot a 155 there last year. I mean, he's been going every year. It cost him $2,700 a year to go for a week. But it's. And that's the thing. He can't not go. It's like, it's, it's like a drug. It, it, it is. It, and for us, it is because we don't get to experience that. No. You know, it's just like yeah. you. And I, I've, I've been told, well, Michigan doesn't have the genetics. We actually, at one of the, the NRC meetings, it was, it was brought up by one of the commissioners. Michigan doesn't have it. And I'm sitting there going, uh, Mike Prishney down in Oakland County. I'm like, have you seen any of his pictures? Because that just shows, yeah. you know, and, and just that's my big thing i'd love for not just me everybody to be able to experience that when i went to illinois and i've seen the things in ohio it's just like man why can't why can't we get that yeah no i agree and then the thing about it is that michigan absolutely could have that it's just all about the rules and the like you guys said you know you have to make some hard rules to make it work but it could be done it's just but you also gotta remember a lot of the parcels are broken up as you know you know you have to make alliances with all your neighbors Nothing's necessarily easy when it comes to that. You know what I mean? You know, you've been oh, out yeah. there on the ground talking to them. Speaking of that, the signs that we see driving up 75, the QDMA signs, is the QDMA, QD, is QDMA put those out there? Is that something you guys work on yep, with that's, them? that's yep. the branches. The, it's not national that's doing it. That's the branches. I figured that. That's yeah. why I was like, there's no way right. they would know to do it. You know, you guys had to be involved. This is Bo Denton. This is the young man I'm hey, taking bud. on a youth hunt. Hey, you say you excited? Hi. You, uh... Let me see what I got here. No boom. Oh, there it is. There you go. Let me just flip that on. We can hear about your, uh, here you go. Testing. There you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, come on. He'll give you a free shirt. Oh, We're out man. of shirts, okay, but we can fine. get you a shirt. Um, so, you got to t- t- mute that real quick there. Let's see if anybody got questions. Well, I scared got, them off. Let's say anybody, anybody have questions for the QDMA guys, feel free just to flag down Noteboom. He's got a mic. You guys can ask a question. Um, One thing I'll bring up, you were talking about, like, the weekend warriors, and you brought up the kids. Um, under our proposal, uh, we do have it, though. If a kid is eligible for the youth hunt, during the youth hunt, they are exempt from APR. So okay. if that first buck comes out and it's a spike and, you know, your, your boy is excited, that's a legal buck for the youth. Um, and then there's the two special uh, the disability hunt. Yeah, the Liberty Hunt and the Independent. In October for the disabled four-day hunt. Nice. They're, they're all they're exempt, exempt all, as well. Also. That's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it, I think it's a great thing. I mean, honestly, and then when I talked to QDMA on the phone for the National Division, they sent me all the data and statistics. It was incredible. The amount of statistics they had, right? In hard, hard writing. I mean, they sent us a whole binder, and I got to open it, go through it. Talks about every single state, all the numbers. The, the every, I'm like, you guys got it going on, man. This is great information. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, education wise, it, it's come so unbelievably far. Did I hear you say this is something that's going on the ballot that the voters are going to decide now? So what's going on? It's with a, that? It'll be a mail out survey. 
Okay. It's uh, random computer generated. Anybody, if they've ever filled out a survey before and said that they hunted in any of those five counties, might get a survey. Okay. I've never been, never had one myself in uh, the few years we've tried, but and I, still hopeful. I actually got one when the, the sunset went in for the Northwest 13 because I hunt in Charlevoix County as well. But um, we also have uh, two public meetings that are coming up. Uh, first one, September 24th at uh, the Yale High School, uh, 6.30 p.m. And then the second public meeting, which anybody can come to them, uh, is uh, September 25th, which is a Tuesday at Ubley Heights Golf Course in Ubley at 6.30. And that's where we'll kind of explain what the proposal is. We'll give, you know, facts and data and explain what's going on. And then it's kind of the floor gets opened up to the public, kind of like what we're doing here. And it's people, a town hall meeting, more or less. Pretty much. Uh, nice. The DNR will be there, too, to answer any legal questions on it. Uh, Kip Adams from National QDMA is going oh, to be great, there to speak. Great. Uh, wealth awesome. of knowledge right there. Okay. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Those guys are great, man. I am actually, you know, I'm going to probably play that podcast once we get offline here and because uh, it was such a good podcast. I remember I just learned so much stuff, you know. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the QDMA does. You know, there everybody is. just assumes, oh, I can't shoot anything, da, da, da. You know, there's right. like all these rules. But, you know, these are the things that I think you got to try to do. I mean, if you're not doing that, then you're really taking away all control from the people and, you know what I mean, just giving it all to the DNR to decide. Well, we're trying to make a difference, too, because the number of hunters are dropping every year. You know, 20 years ago, we had almost a million hunters in Michigan. Now we're down to less than half a million. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, There's dropped. so much more for the younger generation to do now, and they're just not getting into it like they used to, you know? Yeah, it's a tough uh, one. It's definitely tough. They actually tough. formed a group called the 3R group, Retainment, Recruitment, and retention retention you know keeping them engaged in hunting yeah i think i think it's smart with the rules of a let them shoot whatever especially the kids like that off the bat oh, yeah. because like i said man that first moment changed that path you oh, know yeah. what i mean and and and, and without that moment it, i don't know where you like all, a lot of a lot of uh, other kids i know in my family if even my family they've never had that or done that and they don't think anything of it and you know even in high school looking back and i'm not a young guy here but in high school there was not i mean there was like two three people hunting they're all here they're with me right now you know what i mean like that's it they're in, in the whole school you know and right it was it, and don't get me wrong i grew up in the city so i get it but like you would still think people go up north on the weekends or anything oh. but no the tradition has yeah. been been really this is a beautiful thing what we see here today absolutely there's so many people here coming through kids and stuff this is the kind of stuff we need to keep doing and uh hopefully reaching these kids in different ways whether it's through social or media or whatever you know trying Podcast. to podcasting i'm trying to find ways to involve gaming so we could get to the gaming kids i've been right. playing the Fortnite game trying to learn it so i can <laughs> try my name's boner planet on there just trying to like come up with ways to really spread the outdoor lifestyle even if you don't want to hunt it's fine you know but just get outside do something outdoorsy you know i, I mean i think that's something that's missed is because you know i grew up out there i grew up in the thumb you know it was baling hay it was playing or building forts in the woods you know yep. stuff like that igloos it, and you look at kids nowadays and you're not seeing that anymore you're not seeing kids going out and i think you know like you said it's not even just about hunting it's about yeah, getting yeah. these kids out there and experience what, what's actually there instead of in front of a tv screen or or computer screen for three four hours oh, for day. sure for sure i think uh you know even for me i grew up in the city but i grew up on is very strange but i grew up on like a half acre and it's just some random way we had a half acre at my grandma next door but i played in that yard dude we had big trees i mean i played in it just like you would if you were up north mm-hmm. or whatever oh yeah so i i grew up what i would call outdoors even though i wasn't in my family hunted so that i would go with them when i could but 
it, those things were huge, you know. And, and luckily for me, my cousin kept hunting with me when my my brother stopped hunting, and it was weird. But either way, uh, and that kept it going. And I think uh, I mean you've pretty much hunted your whole life, right? Gun hunted at no, least. No, actually, I didn't start till I was uh, in high school. Ah, my, okay. My family never hunted, and uh, my best friend's family hunted, so I started basically when I was in high school. Did you guys have a mentor that kind of got you into it? Um, well, not that got me into it, but once I got into it, um, I had been hunting for a few years and hunting on state land in the lower peninsula. You kind of know what it's like on opening day if you're <laughs> around. And, and after almost getting shot. <laughs> Did you guys see the post we put up on that? It said, I put up, you guys see it, it's on our Instagram. If you put a post up, it's like a guy in war and it says, this is the feeling if you've ever hunted Michigan opening day. And a guy's like ducking with a gun. And that was back when there was a million hunters out right, there. Right, right. And after nearly getting shot, I almost gave up hunting. I'm like, this is crazy, you know? <laughs> but I had a buddy of mine who had a place in the Upper Peninsula in a little town way up near Lake Superior, and he took me up there, and there was, like, nobody up there. And there's an old Finla- Finlander guy who grew up there. His name is Toivo Mackey, and he took us under his wing, and he taught us how to hunt and how to uh, track and how to do everything. And That's it just, awesome sent me on my life of hunting. That's kind of why we asked uh, QDM's new mission now is to uh, get somebody involved in the outdoor. Yeah. Mentor them, get them started, youth, adult, any age. Just try to pick somebody up, each person, and and try to get them into it. Yeah. And to share your bounty, you know, whether it's venison, whether it's goose, whether it's duck, rabbit, share it with somebody and show them how good it is, you know. And share your knowledge. Right. I mean, you can learn... You know, you learn so much from somebody who's walked the, that road before, you know, right. and, and, and is willing to show you, you know. So many people are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't, I want to keep it a big secret or something. You know, it's like, no, you got to get no. out there. And it's all, it's all about it. progression, too. And I think there's a lot of fear, you know, going back to the QDMA and you were saying, Dave, about, you know, I can't shoot anything. Yeah. It's all about progression. You know, I started out, my first buck was a, a little six point. My next buck was a, a seven, or it was a six. It was four and two on one side. The next one was a seven. Next one was an eight. It was that slow progression. And I think that's a lot of things that people got to realize is it's not about going out and the first buck you had to shoot or first deer you had to shoot is this monster wall hanger. You know, you going up in the UP. Yeah. It was a slow progression of learning how to do things. And then when you get to, you know, older in age, then you can take that same knowledge and do the exact same thing for a kid. And to me, that's right. there's no better feeling, like you yeah. said, with your, with your kids, you know. Uh, you're taking everything you learned and giving it back to your kids and watching them grow. It's no yeah. longer about your hunt. It's watching yeah. them do their thing. And that's yeah. something I don't think the anti-crowd could ever no. comprehend. No, special shout out to Lane Walker for that, too, and let me hunt on his land to do that. Right over there by you, over in Kingston area there. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. So thanks for uh, coming in with appreciate us. Appreciate it. it. Yeah, appreciate and uh, check it out the PMA online and uh, learn all about it. And yeah, go th- see their booth right much. now if you're here at I the think, show. I think the best thing and, about uh, this is an open dialogue talking. Oh, about for sure. Yeah, we, we brought big, the rubber mail type. in case you got out of control. We just weren't sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're pretty easy going. All right, thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, you very much. Awesome it's Jamie from the BHP Podcast. Wanted to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, Skullhooker Racks, Inc., Vanguard Outdoors, Beyond the Ears, Crossman, and stealth cam these sponsors are the rock behind our awesome podcast make sure and check them out 
Hey guys, can't get enough of the Boner Plant Podcast? You need more episodes? Well, check us out on Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com slash BHP Podcast to join the Golden Arrow Club and get exclusive access to new episodes every week. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.